The OC Bombers podcast is available worldwide and is heard on six continents and over 30 countries. Please subscribe and listen on your preferred podcast app and leave us a good review. Oh my gosh, Neil. So the OC, OCBC is going to do like a, a, mock, a documentary about like like Get Back or what are you going to call it? Um, it's I don't know. Probably Pity Baby since we'll all be whining the entire time. <laughs> I like that. No, that would be fun. And yeah. then you have to come in. And, and I could be like the annoying director or something. Or yeah. just the annoying friend. <laughs> and then you would say, hit it, Tori. Welcome to the OC Bombers Podcast. And now, here's Neil. Hi, Scotty. How are you? Excellent and exceptional. How are you doing, buddy? Fantastic. Number 119. 119, as in Maryland Route 119. One, the Great Seneca Highway. All right, but I just, the you know, great. I, it's, it's not just the Seneca Highway. It's the Great it's Seneca the Highway. Great Seneca right. Highway. This is what I'm going to ask after we do this Great Seneca Highway. I'm going to say we put a stop to like doing these Maryland roads until we get to... What I would call the granddaddy of them all, the Maryland routes, Route 355. Now, not not 270. No, right. There's a Mar- that's, oh, that's the interstate. Route, yes, interstate. Understood. Say you you are correct, Neil. You are correct, <laughs> sir. Yes. Anyway, so we get three. I did the math here. But if we go to episode 355, we do a whole. We get a whole. A whole by the way, there's a Wikipedia page on 355. It's wonderful. It has a lot of history. I'm sure it's fascinating. <laughs> and it, but it does. Ang- it does. By the way, you know where it ends on Engelberger Road up in. Um... Oh no, no, <laughs> no! Do not use that name. <laughs> but anyway, getting back to we. I feel in four years we will have episode 355, and we can Ooh. dedicate it to. Route 355. I can't wait. That, that'll be perfect. <laughs> Neil, we haven't been together for a few weeks. Yeah, I no. just need to say happy birthday, buddy. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Big one this year. Yeah, big one. Yeah. Uh, would you would like to divulge what that number is? Yeah, 60. I'm proud of it. I'm, 60 I'm, is I'm in, I'm, awesome. in that, I'm in that new decade. We'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Right? We'll, we'll talk about your uh, right. drinking yeah, decades yes. a little bit later. But I did have a, I did a, a great birthday a great birthday weekend with the family and 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 um, friends would celebrate Hanukkah. We'll talk about that a little bit later, and then some friends on uh, Saturday went to dinner. So it was good times had by all. Very good. You don't I laughed. Look, I cried. It was, it was full. You you don't look a day over forty eight to me. Oh, very nice. I'll take yeah, I'll take that. Takes that. Yeah. <laughs> what and. Oh, he's loud tonight. Wow, we haven't heard it. When was the last time we heard from him? I don't know. Yeah, this hey, can't hey, be tone for it the down, birthday. buddy. You? <laughs> this, this can't be for the birth. Oh, my, ear, my ears are coming out from that one. Wait, okay, this is just in from Scruffy. I'm listening. The OC Bombers podcast now has over 14,000 total listeners. Wow. 14,000. Thank you, all the listeners, wow, for listening all across this global All, all around the world. That's great. 14,000. Wow. That's that's amazing. Please keep listening. Are we going to spread the at, word? What, at what point do we start getting paid for this? Um, yeah, I don't know. Oh. Yeah, we have to look into that. <laughs> I'm just asking. Wait, you didn't get paid to do I'm, this? I'm, I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> Neil, do you know what today is? What is today, Scotty? Today is National Microwave Day. Ooh. Microwave oven day. I, I okay. Not. I mean, there are microwaves. That there you know, there yeah. are out there. I forgot the oven part. It's, yeah, I'm getting back into the rhythm here. Do you know who invented this? Uh, Mr. Microwave. <laughs> Pretty close. It was American engineer Percy Spencer. Oh, okay. Which he Good was. Parts. He was working with active radar in 1945. Uh-huh. 
and he noticed that it kept melting his chocolate bar in his front coat pocket, mm-hmm. probably a Hershey bar. Mm-hmm. Spencer then deliberately tried to cook popcorn with the microwave. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. It's a good start. <laughs> and then next, he tried to cook an egg, and it exploded. <gasps> which, you got to be careful if, if you try to do that in the microwave. Okay. Do you think Percy got comp- complaints day one about the burnt popcorn? <laughs> <laughs> the smell? It's, it's Just asking. <laughs> that smell is lingering in the office. Can, can you not please Percy, do what are that? you doing in there? Please. <laughs> Oh, my God. We used to get emails throughout the building. Please do not overcook your popcorn in the microwave. So uh, so, so this is microwaves. It doesn't make your food radioactive. What it does is the microwaves heat the food by causing water molecules to vibrate Uh and heat the food. Sure. So whatever liquid's in there, that's why you don't put a fork in there. There's no liquid in a fork. No, because because it, it... Reflection of that metal is no good on that. I'm not a scientist. Okay. Um, uh, so, so the company he worked for, Raytheon, they well, put oh, sure Raytheon, yeah. Th- they put in a patent uh, back in 1945, which I thought was amazing that it's that old. But then they came out with the first microwave oven in 1947 called the Radar Range. Okay. And I remember on game shows growing up in the 70s, they're like, oh, you in a radar range. And I'm like, what the heck's a radar range? Really? Did not know that. Right. And then I think it was in the 80s, they really became popular yeah. because we got one uh, we got one we got married in 85 and we got we had one in 85 just had one dial right the <laughs> dial and now there's buttons for everything right. on it what's what's your favorite uh, newfangled button on the microwave do you have one? Oh boy i, I i'm gonna I'm, yeah no i'm gonna go you know because yeah because there's a popcorn setting there's, there's a defrost there's i get confused yeah. when you defrost it's like two meat Me- poultry fish yep. pounds like no i just <laughs> and then there's melt <laughs> Yeah, I or don't, soften? No, no I, yeah, no. It's, I, I do use those features. Uh sometimes my favorite is just the plus thirty second. Oh, button. absolutely. That's, that's you all just I use. hit that done. So uh, this is what I do. This is when I want to warm my coffee up. One, two, three. Minute thirty. It's done. Right? It's perfect. <laughs> I also like. We have one called dinner plate. Oh, what is that? Well, you know, you have yeah, a plate sure. full of leftovers. Uh-huh. You stick it in, hit dinner plate, let it go, uh-huh. and then it's, uh, you know, uh-huh. burns what, your mouth. What is the worst thing to put in a microwave food-wise, you think? I have a, I have a choice. Um, whatever people put in the microwave <laughs> for lunch in Building 411. Because <laughs> that one just reeks. I hate putting anything in there. I don't know, fish maybe? Uh, I was going to say, like, french fries. Like, they get all soggy. Like, that kind of a... Uh, yeah, yeah I that's can't, weird. I yeah, can't don't reheat do them in there. It's gross. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so, so, there you go. That's uh, oh, the wow. microwave oven day. It's, it's become a necessity of life. I'll deal with it. Right, exactly. Now, how come they haven't come up with a reverse microwave that freezes things quickly? Oh, we do need one. Okay. That would be cool. <laughs> All right, well, let's get on to yeah, uh, so, one of today's uh, right. topics. So, one of the, so, as I said this weekend, we did celebrate um, my family's birthday. We had a little Hanukkah party. Hanukkah! At the, Hanukkah party at the house. And, and, and Hanukkah is now officially over because it's sundown. That, that is correct. So, that, that, so, the eight days of Hanukkah. So, the, so if um, you celebrated, uh, you say mazel? Happy Hanukkah. Just ha- happy Hanukkah, yes. and I uh, hope everyone enjoyed their Hanukkah. Thank you. So one of the things you, d- you would do besides lighting the candles, one of the games that you play is this dreidel game. You've heard of a dreidel. Oh, dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. dreidel. Yes, of yeah, course. Right. So that, that is the one 
Jewish song they teach you at the Goyim yeah. schools <laughs> growing up. They definitely teach you the dreidel. Song. Do you know what? Do you know? Do you know the background? Why? Why the dreidel is is synonymous or with with Hanukkah? Do you know why that is? I do not know that. No. So real, what what was happening back in the day? Like the Maccabees when you know the, the Jews. I, I thought you were going to say I don't either, no, but no, I'm glad you do. Go the, ahead. The, the Jews were being persecuted for you know for their religious beliefs, right? So this so, right. so they whoever were the bad guys, they were looking around, and when they were praying, they would like kind of hide this by playing by playing these the dreidel game, the top game, and by learning Hebrew and stuff like that through the dreidel, and that's how they would play the okay, game. When right? they came by, they would say, oh, we're just, the kids are just playing. Well, we're just spinning the top, right, having right, fun. Right. So but, but there's words on the side, right, so, so, I think Right, so, so we're going to, so we're going to, so anyway, so we, so that's the origin of the game, and it's become very popular as you, as the, even the Goyim know, know what a dreidel is. <laughs> so, uh, but the, so the dreidel, as I'm looking at this, and I haven't played dreidel in a while, I've spent a dreidel once in a while, but looking at the rules, because Sophie's coming over, I want to play it correctly. I'm saying, wow, this is really kind of like LCR. So what? what oh, L now me and Scott, L LCR is left, left center, center right. right. So this is a game that we play um, in all our parties, our bomber parties. is very popular. My sister Linda turned me onto it. It's it's a big big hit in our family. So whereas I'll get to the rules in LCR in a second, but let me okay. get to the rules of the dreidel and why I think they're really connected and and will you know they're them. connected. So anyway, so the dreidel has. Four sides, and there's four like Jewish letters on them. There's the nun, the gimel, the hay, and the shin. Hey. So, so each, so basically the same thing as LCR, where you each starts off with like gelt or money. You could play with chocolate or money. We, well, you gotta play with money. Play with if money. You're playing so, dreidel so or you, LCR. So you, you, you put, you put, you, you each, each have like ten to fifteen of these of dollars or pennies, and you put one in, and every time you roll something, if you get a none, nothing happens, right? It's kind of like you get a dot. In none means nothing. Right. Gimel, face up, that means you get everything in the pot. You collect everything. Oh, very nice. I like the gimel. Hey means you get half the pieces in the pot. Hey. And of course, here's the best part. The rule is you round up if there's an uneven amount. <laughs> <laughs> They're accountants. Is, it, is that kind of like the free parking I guess, space? I guess so. And then shin is where you, you have to add, add one of your pieces back into the pot. Okay. I would love it if Shin was you kicked somebody <laughs> in the Shin. That would be awesome. But anyway, so the, I'm like looking at this. I'm like, this is LCR. Like, I grew up on this. I like, right. And we love LCR, right? I do, especially when I win. Right. So do, do you know what do you know what LCR was was when that was developed? Um, I did look up a little bit of that. Okay. Uh, early '80s. Yeah. We're on the same page, yeah, sure. right? By yeah. George and Company. George. Who's George? It was just a company out of Buffalo, New York. Ooh, Buffalo! I've been to Buffalo. Uh -huh. And uh, but anyway, they they, they anyway it's been in eighteen eighty three. And go ahead. Now I was going to say what I love about LCR is you are never out of the game. That's correct. At all, as long as there's two dollars, two coins, two uh, chips, whatever, uh -huh. you're in it because ooh, come on, make it go to the left. So you have the three dice, right? Mm -hmm. LCR, you roll them, and it tells you left, center, right, right. and that's where you move your money or. Right. Coins, or, right, or you do nothing. It was a dot on, or the, oh, right. in your pass. Exactly. Right. Now, Scott, did you realize that there's a new LCR game by the by the make by the same makers called LC LCR Wild? Wild. A new twist on the classic dice game. Should I tell? Please do. What well, you can't you can't <laughs> drop that out there and walk away from that. Here's what LCR Wild is all about. LCR Wild is very similar to the original, but with one small twist. 
Each die contains a letter W, which as you can probably guess, stands for a wild. And here's what happens when you roll the wild. Ready? Mm-hmm. So if you rolled one wild, you'll have to take one ship from, from anyone at the table. Ooh, okay. So it gets a little competitive. Yeah, that's that's a little more dangerous. If you roll two wilds, you're allowed to take two ships away from one opponent or one ship away from two separate opponents, which is kind of uh, very strategic, mm-hmm. right? Sure. Does right. anybody else care about this besides me and you, you think? No, there's tons of LCR <laughs> people out there oh. listening to the podcast and if you roll three wilds it's very rare but you can take all the chips from the center and the game resumes now that see that's probably a little too much for me but it it would be fun to play because uh like you mentioned we we play lcr at the oc bombers parties yes we get everybody together and usually the you hosses win at least one round i mean i love them But, but we tell everybody, br- right. bring your $1 bills. Right. Everybody loves it. So we have, you know, between 15 and our, our big anniversary party, I think we had 20-some people oh, around was, the was, table. That was a great, yeah. It was a big pot. People love it. They get into it. It, it, it's, it requires no strategy. Exactly. So that's where the wild one comes in. Exactly. You do have a little strategy. I'm, I, I, could I mean, I just, it just off, came out right? in 2016, believe it or not. It's been out there for a while, Scott. And we didn't know about it. Wow. So when when you do play with just the uh, the poker chips, right? Usually we have a prize in my family, like a lottery scratch off, okay. or a bottle of booze, or something that you're playing for. Mm-hmm. I do like playing for the money, though. No, the money. Don't you? Yeah, the money. Yeah, the, bring your dollar bills. Have, have you ever pl- <laughs> have you ever played? Because it, the, the the whole thing with the LCO is that when that pot bill, if you have like twenty five people around, there's seventy five bucks in there. Think about right. <laughs> have, have you ever played or would be up for playing with $5 bills? Sure. Ooh. I mean, that's a big pot. I th- Maybe we could have a big fun. boy room and a small <laughs> kitty room. <laughs> that would be great. I did look up on Board Game Geek's website that mm-hmm. has all these different board games out there and they get rated by mm-hmm. people. LCR only got 3.4 out of 10. What? Well, because you just roll dice, there's no strategy, so therefore people don't like it. But I think it's a very popular game. You see it all over the place. Well, I mean, it's popular in my family as well. Perels love it. We've we've uh, we've we've played a Thanksgiving where we play it. It's uh, it's been a bit big tradition. Okay, so so to tie it back to dreidel, both yes. very similar. You're spinning or rolling dice. You're passing money different ways, either in the pot, left or right. Is there some way we could combine them both? <laughs> And make a super dreidel LCR. Oh, and speaking of dreidel, d- did you know that astronaut Jeffrey Hoffman spun a dreidel in space? I did know that. For over an hour. I did know that. That is amazing. Good for him. Huh? So super dreidel. Do you yes. think we can make it happen? I'll, we'll have the, our production folks working at Scruffy. Scruffy's well, all over. Well, maybe John Thompson can work in that because uh, he's got he has other ideas well, that's coming up. <laughs> that guy, what's up with him? <laughs> no, we love him. All right, Neil, let's let's go spin the dreidel. All right. And when we come back... Ooh, that's, a nice, that's a nice transition, Scott. Ooh, we're going to talk a little bit more about your next years and the bourbon years. It's the most wonderful time of the year. A time of peace, love, and togetherness. So why not add to that holiday feeling with... Neil and Scott sing the holiday classics. I love the holiday season. Recorded live at one of Neil and Scott's famous holiday nightclub performances, they sing the most beloved, royalty-free, public domain holiday songs ever. Deck the halls with boughs of holly, fa-la-la-la, 
My heart is filled with peace and love. Oh, Neil, the other day I saw a snowman at the grocery store. At the grocery store? Yeah, he was looking through the carrots. Why was the snowman looking through the carrots? He was picking his nose! <laughs> I'm starting to feel the opposite of holiday joy. Get in the holiday mood with tunes like this! Really? You're gonna make me do this? Ah, uh, who am I kidding? Let's, let's, let's do it. I had a little dreidel, I made it out of clay, and when it's dry and ready, a dreidel I would put, hey! Hi, this is Larry McLaughlin. I love the holiday season, and I love that song. Hey, Neil! Yes, Scotty? What do you call a bunch of chess players bragging about their games in a hotel lobby? I don't know, Scott. What do you call a bunch of chess players bragging about their games in a hotel lobby? Chestnuts boasting in an open foyer! <laughs> Oof! Maybe Scrooge was right. Make this holiday season the best one ever with songs like this. Oh, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Hey, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Hey, Neil, why did you let this turkey in our backing band? Well, he was the only one with a drumstick. <laughs> Is it January yet? Call 1-800-OCB-HOLIDAY now to guarantee your delivery of Neil and Scott Sing Holiday Classics before the holiday season is over. Available on 8-track tapes or direct music sharing via the OCB cloud. Hey, you know what this the tweedle, really? you know, you know what the uh, origin of that is? It's called a teetotum, which the letters A, D, and N, and that's the same concept. So the Jews stole it from somebody else. It's just everybody yeah. borrows from everybody else. Exactly. Though, right? And we're back. Welcome back to the OC Bombers podcast. We're available on all of your favorite podcasting apps. Listen. Listen. Over 14,000 wow, total a, listens. That, that still blows my mind. It's amazing. I love it. Feedback machine, Neil. Yes. Our last episode, we had my real life and favorite sister-in-law, yes, Laura. That on. was a lot of fun. I hope she had fun. Yeah. Uh, we had a lot of fun doing that with her. Uh, the candy corn, the Thanksgiving yes, flavored yes, candy yes, corn. Yeah. I gave it to a lot of people in the family. Yeah. Uh, Bud and Eileen, uh, I think you gave some to Lisa, yeah, Kelly, Rory, uh, Snacks, Little McGee. Oh, my God. They all tried it, all pretty much had the same It's kind of like reaction. the COVID virus. It gets around. <laughs> it is like the virus. The candy corn variant. <laughs> I wish, I wish uh, COVID tasted like candy corn. Um, is it too uh, early to do COVID jokes? <laughs> <laughs> is it? No. Um, yeah, everybody just thought gross. Yeah, I was here. Not good. <laughs> I was just, being polite oh. to Laura. <laughs> the, um, th no, the uh, cranberry one was the most yeah. flavorful, the closest one to being okay, uh -huh. but everything else, mm -hmm. just not good. Mm -hmm. So um, a big no from everybody on that. 
Neil, what do you have? Well, I do. Uh, so getting back to our pet peeves. Remember when I pet peeves? The Mount Rushmore right. of pet peeves. So this week I ended up uh, getting my newspaper and I got something in the uh, in the in the newspaper with a an envelope said "Season Greetings, Best Wishes for a Happy Holiday Season, a Joyous and a Safe New Year from Your Holiday Post Carrier." Who I who I now know is Fernando Polio Lopez. Hey, <laughs> Fernando. Hello. Okay, but Fernando. Okay, first of all, Fernando does, doesn't even give me a, a stamp. I got to put a stamp on it and send him a check. <laughs> I think I think he's expecting a little monetary thing in there, and maybe you could just put it into your uh, no. He, he throws it on my paper box. He, there no? is no paper box. He throws it there. But all right. Anyway, he, he oh, also I, I see it is an envelope with okay. With he also delivers. He also delivers USA Today, Korean Daily, Korean Times, Washington Times, Baltimore Sun, The Financial Times, Capital Business, Investors Business Daily, New York Times, The Frederick News Post, Business Week, The Wall Street Journal, New York Post, The World Journal, Barron's, and Savings Now. He does all of those. <laughs> First of all, what is Savings hey, Now? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we should look into it. Maybe we're not saving. Or maybe not saving correctly. Boy, Fernando's busy, isn't he? <laughs> I didn't know there were that many papers that needed to be delivered. Do people not know that all this stuff is online now? I don't know. But um, Fernando, I'm sorry. Um, I don't know you. And I don't have a place to put it. And I'm not putting a stamp in the mail. Sorry. Oh. A pet peeve. He's done. Pet peeve. <laughs> and you're living up to it. In action right there. All right, Neil, so we said uh, you had your See, 60th. Now, I, now I feel bad for Fernando. <laughs> He'll be fine. He'll be okay. He'll be okay. Don't worry okay. about that. Uh, your 60th birthday, yes. and as on one of our early episodes, you talked about how in each decade of your life, right. I think except for your 10s, Yes. Maybe uh, you had a specific alcoholic beverage right, right. that you had. Uh, would you like to do a quick recap? Sure, sure. So I somehow I decided in my 20s I was going to go through this alcohol journey. I don't know why. And you stuck with it. I don't know why I did this. I can't explain to you. I just said I was going to do it and I did it. So uh, my 20s were my junior years and I drank a lot of Tangerine tonic. My 30s oh my were uh, vodka years and I drank Stolies and I ended up drinking, ended up Stolies on the rocks. Mm-hmm. My 40s were my Scotch years and I just ended up drinking Scotch on the rocks again. Scotch <laughs> and just, soda. There's this, this little theme here. And then my <laughs> 50s were the bourbon and I ended up drinking just bourbon on the rocks. Now, People will say to me, well, I should have done this bourbon, then bourbon, then scotch. Okay, I was in my 20s. Right. <laughs> See, you, you came up with the plan and stuck to it. So so your 50s are done. Those were the right. bourbon so now, years. So now the 60s. I love the bourbon with you, but 60s. What, right, but, but just, 60s? just to be clear, on bourbon, I did take a picture of myself drinking my glass gla- my glass, glass of bourbon on a Thurs- on Thursday night before my oh, birthday. I will nice. forward it to you. Maybe you want to post it on, on the web? On the, uh, I would love to. All right. So people, you know, nice picture of me. So people. Who doesn't that. want a nice picture of you on their social media feeds? I think everybody does. Oh, anyway. So the what are the 60s you might ask what are the 60s a potpourri <laughs> so i can drink whatever i want whenever i want it no rules because you're 60 and who who cares who cares oh i love that so i did end up Just, drinking i ended up drinking some 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 vodka on the rocks this weekend and some stolies but maybe lemon. on it's a nice. dreidel you could put four different <laughs> kinds of liquor and you just spin the dreidel and whatever it lands on that that's what you're gonna you know have. what i like that idea scotty neil's magic alcoholic dreidel i'm sure that and then we can make it and we can make it in some kind of game and uh a drinking game <laughs> i love that so let's talk about you just came out the, of the, the bourbon, bourbon and we i love we love the bourbon the bourbon's bourbon really is i mean i know they're still fresh in my year in my mind but they've been some of the best 
<laughs> yeah, and uh, I, I discovered bourbon, I don't know, like within the past 10 years, mm-hmm. 10, 12 years. So together we did it. I, I would drink, um, you know, in 20s and 30s, I would have Jack and Coke every once in a while. And I asked for that when, when I was visiting Bud and Eileen in north central Pennsylvania. Uh-huh. Drink. Drink. And one Christmas Eve, Dad said, you know what? I think I was at least 40. He's like, you know, you're 40. You should start drinking this like a man. And he just poured it on the rocks for me, some bourbon. And I was like, oh, you know what? That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. So I think I can uh, thank Bud for that. Thank you, Bud, for so, making him a man. Do, do, <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, do, do you have some favorite bourbons or ones that stand out to you? Well, yeah, this is like – so. I know you, we're gonna, we could talk about bourbon. This is a general theme of mine. Like, I am really like, I'm going to say Jim Beam because that's what it, that's, sure. it, it's very easy mm-hmm. and whatever. But it's good. It's a classic. It's a classic. But here's the thing about me and like a lot of liquors or drinks or food and stuff like that. I'm very pedestrian in those things and people make fun of me. But I was thinking about this, Scotty, in this context of this conversation today, the podcast. I'm a snob in one thing and one thing only music. Music, everything else? Everything it's, else. It's I'm, every, I'm, I'm, I'm every man. I'm every man. You're the lowest common, dena- <laughs> lowest common denominator. Every man's man is that the is that the right there you go is that it yeah my my favorite uh, bourbon that I'm into now is called 1712 from North Carolina okay so every time I visit my sisters or they visit me I always now get some of this I think you're gonna get into this but isn't it but bourbon does not have to be bought doesn't have to be um it doesn't have to be made in Kentucky Kentucky so. I know you have these rules. The uh, definition of bourbon. Bourbon. It's an American whiskey. It has to be barrel aged. Right. And it has to be 51% corn. Corn. And it has to be a new charred oak barrel that it's put into. A new. A new one. Uh The name ultimately comes from the French Bourbon Dynasty. Mm -hmm. And you know, Bourbon County in Kentucky, where they started distilling a lot of it, and Bourbon Street in New Orleans take their name from this. Uh, Bourbon has been distilled since the 18th century, but it wasn't until about 1850s in Kentucky where they started calling this type of whiskey and alcohol bourbon. Bourbon, Right. And it's- It it was just called whiskey up at that point. Right. Right, right, right. Because under the whiskey umbrella, you have scotch Gosh. and rye and Or, or and and other bourbon. blends, right. Uh, so you can make bourbon anywhere in the United States as long as it follows those rules. 51%. It doesn't, doesn't have to be in Kentucky. Right. Now, w- one thing that always cracks me up is, is when I get a new bourbon, one I haven't had, when you read a review online or sometimes on the little labels that they have, the flavor profiles. Uh-huh. Okay. Sometimes you'll see things like it's a sweet aromatic flavor like vanilla, caramel, honey, and butterscotch. Mm. And I'll take a drink and I'm like, yeah, I don't taste any of that. Yeah. It just tastes good. Uh, fruit and floral flavors like apple, pear. Sometimes you might get a dark fig, raisin, citrusy <laughs> rose flavor. Or maybe a hint of black pepper, tobacco leaf, or nutmeg and cinnamon. Like What? I'm like I, I I don't taste that at all. But Every once in a while, maybe a little vanilla right, type the, taste will come through. The, but the, no. the distinction I get, like Maker's Mark, which is a very popular bourbon, people love it, right? To me, I I that, mean, I'll, that's kind of a sweet. I will, one, but I will drink it. But it, that's the one that I can really tell a really sweetness to it that I just don't like it that much. You know, if I don't yeah. prefer it, mm-hmm. so I can't taste the sweetness in that one. And of all the other bourbons that I've drunken. drinking, drinking, drunken, drunken. Whatever. Drunken, we're, we're you wild. drink bourbon. Where's now, do you like? I mean, um, you like to drink it on the rocks. People say that you should drink it straight with a splash of water. Right. So there's neat, which is straight out of the bottle, right. nothing added. <clears throat> I like it on the rocks now, and I like it to me now. The colder, the better. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. 
I, I don't know what it is about that, but I really enjoy so, that. And then sometimes people add water, like Bud will add some water. Yeah. I don't add water. Ice and water? Ice and water. Okay. Okay. And it's supposed to unlock the flavor. Yeah, that's well, right. That, that's exactly what it is. And maybe you'll get some of those floral notes if you do that. Now. So to, to that point, just uh, Bud, what you know those like big ice cubes that the fancy bars have? Yes, right. yes. So I, I had a drink at, a, at uh, on Saturday night and I had that fancy ice cube where the ice doesn't really melt in there, right? Right. But it was cold, but I did put a couple of splashes of water into my into my drink to, to get that to flavor. And, 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 it, and it did. It worked. Now, I had, of course, a... I hear you, bud. I oh. had a, a uh, Death Star ice cube maker. You know yeah, the yeah, Death yeah, Star yeah, from right, Star Wars? Right, right. So it's about as big as my fist. Right, right, right. And I would put that in my uh, bourbon glass yeah. and then just fill it up with bourbon. And over the evening as I drank it, it, it just... Oh, it just melted and just made it perfect. And Darth um, Vader's like face just melted into the boat. <laughs> um, I also found that the proof of the alcohol. Yeah. I like it around 90 proof. So about 45% alcohol. Right. Anything over that, I think the alcohol overtakes any right. flavor right. that I can taste. So, so I like it about 90 proof or less. Little on the rocks, beautiful. Right. Like wild, wild turkey has like a one ten, or they have they have they oh, have yeah, they, they have, oh, they have overproof stuff stuff. And I, I've had I, you know, once again. I just to be clear, I I settled on Jim Beam, and just by when I, I settled on, on Scotch, but I did try a lot of bourbons over the years. Well, here's here's what I don't like in restaurants when when I order a bourbon. One besides being like twelve dollars or more. <laughs> <laughs> um, they don't fill the glass up enough. Yeah. Like if I was at home, that glass would be totally filled and they put in like barely one finger and I'm like, that's, She's, no. Scott, no. this is why you got to come with me to restaurants and bars. You go there, you learn the bartender first, you kind of get, you, then you're not getting the one finger. You're kind of under, getting Oh, I, I get the one finger a lot. <laughs> I tell you that. All right, Neil, I'm going to give you the top 10 Selling top, bourbons top. as of the second quarter in 2021. What's the what's the source, please? <laughs> the source is Drizzly, which is oh, good, Drizzly, sure. It's a popular <laughs> online portal connecting to more than 4,000 liquor stores. Okay, All so right. so this is based on sale. It's not just me coming up with a list. All right, Drizzly, and you can say yes, the- yes or no if you've had it or you like it. Okay, okay. Number ten, Angels Envy. Have not have it. No, I have had it, and it's eh. Knob Creek. Yes, you've had it. It's okay. I did not like it. Yeah, uh, Blanton's. Yes, I have, and I do like it. There you go. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's that old school. Okay. Evan Williams. Yes, that's uh, that's. Yeah, I like that. That's good. That you can get that for like twelve dollars a bottle, I think. Right, Buffalo Trace. Yes, yes, I, I, like I like that. that. I do like that. That's, that's a good one. Basil Hayden's. Very good. Now I, but just I, I didn't quite care for it. Number four is Jim Beam. Oh, very yes, nice. very the, the good. Classic. Yeah, classic. Good. Number three, the Woodford Reserve. I've had that. I like that. Yeah, sure. Nice it's, bottle. <laughs> number two is the Maker's Mark, which, which I, that's fine. I've had it. I once again too sweet for me. Too sweet for me. And then number one for the sixth straight quarter. So this is for like over a year and a half. Okay. Bullet yeah, bourbon. Bu- the millenniums love the bullet. Now, the now the way bourbon is distilled, um, some things affect it and affect the taste, like where the water comes from. Right. So this gets into our topic of climate change oh. and how it affects oh. bourbon. But look at the time, oh. Scott. We're, we're out of time. Oh God, really? What, really? Again? Again? I could talk about we're going to get to it before the end of the year. All right. 
right. It's, it's our holiday season podcast season, and we'll have fun. Right. Next week, we're going to tease it. We're going to do another Mount Rushmore. Thank you for listening to the OC Bombers podcast. Spread the word. We're on Amazon, Apple, Google, and yes, Radio, yes. Spotify, and Stitcher. Leave us feedback and comments. Until next time, so long. See you, Neil. Bye, Scotty.